Hi there, welcome to Somewhat Overfitting, the podcast about data science and digital transformation. My name is Jonas, and every other week I'm interviewing people in the field of data science on how they are using data in their day-to-day business life. Today, I'm trying something new. Instead of talking to a data professional, I will talk about one topic I researched about. Today's topic will be data literacy, but more on that in just a minute. Let me know what you think of that format by messaging me on LinkedIn or emailing me to Jonas at somewhatoverfitting.com. So let's get started. The data literacy project states only one third of us can confidentially understand, analyze and argue with data. The software company Quilk Tech provides some numbers from a study they conducted in early 2018 regarding data literacy. So it's not the most recent study, but I would guess that the numbers are similar today. This study says that only 24% of business decision makers are confident in their ability to use data. According to the study, 32% of the C-level leaders are viewed as data literate. And only 21% of the 16 to 24-year-olds, so the future employees, qualify as data literate. But what is data literacy? According to Wikipedia, data literacy is the ability to read, understand, create and communicate data as information. Gartner defines data literacy as the ability to read, write and communicate data in context, including an understanding of data sources and constructs, analytical methods and techniques applied and the ability to describe the use case application and resulting value. And a final definition I found was on renaissance.com and they are quoting a Purdue University publication where they quote, data literacy involves understanding what data means, including how to read graphs and charts appropriately, draw correct conclusions from data and recognize when data are being used in misleading or inappropriate ways. So that doesn't necessarily include programming or advanced mathematical skills but rather skills for data-driven problem solving. A Harvard Business Review article quotes a, in quotation mark, recent conducted focus group of 20 sophisticated companies, conducted by the authors of the article Josh Burson and Mark Sao Sanders. The article was published in February 2020, so the focus group was actually pretty recently. Key outcome of this focus group was the insight that the data skills that were missing in companies were not, and I'm quoting here, a lack of technical skills, but skills in data-driven problem solving. The article specifically mentions the following skills, and I quote again from the article. So the skills are how to ask the right questions, how to understand which data is relevant, and how to test the validity of the data they have, how to interpret the data well so the results are useful and meaningful, how to test hypotheses using A-B tests to see what results pan out, how to create easy-to-understand visualizations so leaders understand the results, and how to tell a story to help decision-makers see the big picture and act on the results of the analysis. All that doesn't mean that proper data science and analytics skills aren't important, but that the majority of the employees should have a basic knowledge on how to solve problems in a data-driven way. So now the question, why is data literacy important? I'm quoting again from Wikipedia. Wikipedia writes data collection and data sharing become routine and data analysis and big data become common ideas in the news, 
business, government and society. It becomes more and more important for students, citizens and readers to have some data literacy. One example for that that I found on why data literacy is important was in an interview of Pulitzer Prize-nominated data-driven journalist Alan Schwartz. Alan Schwartz talks about the difference between average and typical, which means the difference between mean and median. He uses an example on how politicians describe the value of tax cuts. He says the politicians in power would say the average tax savings are $6,000. But here the average is false or not maybe not the right measure to use as the curve is most likely skewed. So the richer people save more money than the poorer people. And so the opposition would, would say the typical tax savings are only 600 and typical here is the median. So to understand the difference between mean and median is really important to understand also what the politicians are actually talking about. This is an example on how the use of a metric can influence one's opinion. And a data literate individual can realize that one metric can be misleading when looked at it in isolation. Another reason why data literacy is important is by understanding how data is collected, it helps one to understand the, the dependency within the data, why and what kind of data might be missing and how the data set is then maybe a little bit skewed or falsified. But it also helps to understand potential bias, what bias might exist and where it is to find how it might be removed when the data is collected again or how it can be removed while analyzing the data. Also being data literate and understanding how the data is used might increase the quality of the data. Understanding the problematics of duplicates and redundancy Employees might ensure that when they record the data, that they avoid those problems and not create duplicates. Also, when they know how the data is used and how important it is to have a complete data set, they might be more diligent in recording manual data, like, for example, when a sales representative is calling, that they diligently record when they called, who they called, who they spoke with, and things like that. The next advantage of being data literate and having a data literate company and employees might is that when everyone can do small analytics tasks, the data team can focus on more complex analysis. When an employee, for example, wants to find out a metric, they can, they know where to find the data, they know how to extract the data, and then they are able to do some basic analysis on that. For example, using a more or less basic tool like Excel. When they then realize that the extracted data is valuable, that they will use it more often, they can approach the IT or data analytics department and ask them to automate that process. So, so they save the time they spend on extracting the data once and they can focus on what they are there for in the first place. They can also ask the IT department or the data department then to create a reoccurring automatic report or create a live dashboard. So the time spent on analyzing the data, especially when it's repetitive, when they always would do the same analysis, is saved and they can focus on the work that they are hired for. Now we talked about what data literacy is and why it is important. But how do you get data literate? Gartner suggests for a company, for an organization to start by assessing the data literacy at this company, at your company, with a few questions. First, ask yourself how many people in your business do you think can interpret straightforward statistical operations such as correlations or judge averages? Second, how many managers are able to construct a business case based on concrete, accurate and relevant numbers? 
Third, how many managers can explain the output of their systems or processes? I would add the questions, how many teams use data to evaluate their performance and how many teams quantify their work? Answering those questions helps to evaluate how data-driven the company is and where to start with the education measures. The HBR article that I quoted earlier names four steps. First, ensure people know how to use their tools, especially Excel, as everyone knows how to use Excel, at least the basics. Everyone is familiar with Excel, but maybe most people don't know all the functions. And then step one would be to teach those functions. I will link a PDF in the show notes that was also linked in this HBR article with a collection of the 100 most useful functions in Excel. And one way would be to allow and give the employees time to go through each function and try to learn them. Second would be to create a company in quotation marks academy for data skills. That would either be creating all materials on data skills, on teaching employees data skills, or give the employees access to education materials. But maybe also watching some YouTube videos from Khan Academy about math skills is already a beginning. But it's also here important to allow time to the employees and to encourage them to take time out of their day to learn the skills. So they actually focus on the skills at least for half an hour a day instead of focusing only on their work because they're already kind of swamped. Step three is to use examples and stories to create awareness to teach and inspire. Show them how other companies use data, but also show them how you already have used data in your company by highlighting the A-B test recently done by the marketing that created this amazing campaign. And lastly, use the data specifically in decision making and promote and showcase that you actually used the data and that the decision was data driven. So you see, as it often is, lead by example. To sum up now, I will quote Jordan Morrow from Quill Tech on the four components of data literacy. Those four components are the ability to read, work with, analyze, and argue with data. So that does not mean you need to know how to code to create models or how to create an algorithm. It rather means you need to understand where data comes from what it tells you, how it is presented, and what the goal of the person is that is presenting the data. That was my take on data literacy. Please let me know what you think about it. Write me on LinkedIn or write me an email to Jonas at somewhatoverfitting.com. Thanks for listening. Consider subscribing wherever you are listening to this and tune in again for a new episode of Somewhat Overfitting. A quick announcement. I originally planned weekly releases for this podcast. However, as the production takes up a lot of time and I'm finishing up my master's, I will reduce the frequency to every other week. So I'll see you again in two weeks. Let me know what you thought about this episode on somewhatoverfitting.com. There you can also find today's show notes. If you have something to say about data science and digital transformation, visit somewhatoverfitting.com slash guest and fill out the form. I'm always looking for interesting conversations. The theme song is from Bobby Rands and is called Jungles. Thanks again for listening and see ya.